The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. 707, welcome to it Wednesday night. Uh, you know it's time for the Employment Law Show for sure. Lior's here, school's here, ready to take your phone calls. Number 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Live show, phone lines open. Let's get this happening. Always a busy night on a Wednesday. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about a bunch of things. We'll try to get to some emails that have been coming in. You want to send one, by the way, anytime, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But I know, uh, you know, Lior, when that, that the phone call uh, rings, you pick it up, they go, hey, Lior, love the show, nice to talk to you. Can my employer, dot, 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 is often how the uh, the conversation starts on the other line. So we want to get to a bunch of these talking points because it's going to answer these questions for so many people that listen to the show either regularly or have just stopped in for the uh, the one night to see what it's all about. Can my employer do this? So we'll cover those in just a bit, as mentioned, emails, and the phone line's always, always top priority. So if you got something to ask, something to say, you're helping everybody else by asking your question, 416-870-6400. But we are ready to go. Week that was, what have you got for us, pal? Hey, John, and I know people have things to ask because today, like pretty much every day, I've been emailing with people, I've been on the phone with people pretty much up until 15 minutes ago, uh, and only because I had to prepare for the show. That's the only reason I stopped answering questions, talking to people about employment law, employment law rights, workplace issues so i know there's questions i know there's issues now more than ever so take advantage of the fact that we're here take advantage of the fact you have an employment lawyer here wanting to help answer questions making you feel better about your legal rights so maybe you've always wondered something hey can my boss uh, make me take uh, a break can they uh, make me work overtime can they let me go if so how much do they have to pay me Whatever the issue, whatever the problem you're facing, this is the time. And, of course, this is the place for you to call with your question, make it interesting, keep me on my toes, and hopefully by doing that you'll be also helping other people as well. And, of course, as we always say, if uh, you don't want to get on the show tonight but you still have questions like I know you do, no problem. We'll give you my contact information, phone number, email address so that we can connect off air and have that private chat. But to get us warmed up here and waiting for the, for our calls, let me tell you about some situations that came across my desk. Uh, this morning, I spoke with the lady who had been off work for six weeks. And the reason she's been off work for six weeks is because uh, six weeks ago, uh, an employee, a, a co-worker of, her, of hers, filed a, a uh, complaint against her with HR saying that, this person mistreated her, and HR did the right thing. They said, okay, we need to investigate. But what they did is, we're going to put you out on a paid suspension, and we'll call you back when, when it's ready. Now, for six weeks, John, she's been home. She she hasn't heard from them. She's followed up, and other than say we're still working on it, they haven't heard. she hasn't heard anything. And she called me, and she wanted to know, well, what do I do here? It's been six weeks. It's... How can I ever show my face there again, even if they say come back to work? People are going to think if she was off suspended for six weeks, can you imagine what she must have done, how awful a thing she did? 
can I, do I even have to go back to work in this situation? So this raised a very interesting uh, concept, and that is the idea that what her employer now did is, the, is it's created this work environment that's going to be very difficult to go back to. It's going to be embarrassing. It's not going to be appropriate yeah. for her to go back after being suspended already for six weeks, and potentially it's going to be longer. Now, let's be clear. Her employer absolutely should investigate and draw conclusions, but they have to do that efficiently. They can't just keep someone on ice off work for weeks and weeks at a time. This is absolutely a constructive dismissal now. So remember, if your employer creates a situation where now it's embarrassing to work, maybe they did something to you or said something to you that caused you to be embarrassed where other people are going to be looking at you differently or treating you differently, now that work environment is a poison environment, and that could be a constructive dismissal. You don't have to accept that. You don't have to continue working in that situation. It's a, it's a huge thing. If you find yourself in that situation, even if you're not suspended, but that embarrassment factor exists, you have to think constructive dismissal. You have that option. Happy to talk to you if that's your situation. Number for reaching out, by the way, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. If you prefer to do that uh, by email, no problem. That is uh, that is ready for you, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, a reminder, phone lines open live show, of course, Wednesday, 416-870-6400. What else is going on? I spoke with a, a lady who had been working for many years as a bookkeeper in a dental office. And she had been doing this for a while, and she'd been do her job mostly remotely. Every once in a while, maybe once a month, she'd go into the office to do some stuff that she needed to do there. But pretty much everything else she needed to do, she was able to do remotely uh, through the magic of computers and uh, uh, and faxes and whatnot. She was able to, to do her job perfectly fine. Well, very recently, her employer said, well, we now want you to be doing your work in office. Uh, and she didn't want to because it would have to. she would have to travel a lot. She would have to completely changed her day to do that. She said, no, I'm not available to do that in office. I want to continue doing uh, my job remotely as I have. So her employer says, well, I guess if you're choosing not to work, you've resigned. We'll wish you all the best. So long. Farewell. Of course, she calls me and she wants to know, can my employer force me to go work in the office when I've been working remotely for, for my whole time? And is this a resignation? Well, let's be very clear here. This is not even... Uh, you know, open for debate. The the fact is that her employer does not have the ability to change terms of employment. They can't say that instead of working remotely, we've decided now you're working in the office. That's not a change they're allowed to make. And her saying, no, I want to continue working as I am. That's not a resignation. They've terminated her employment. She's owed about 18 months severance. She's been there for many years and I'm going to certainly help her get it. But the reminder there is, no, your employer cannot make changes to your employment, significant changes. And if you refuse to accept those, that's not a resignation. It's not a resignation at all. Specifically now with people working remotely uh, and, and et cetera, if you're working remotely, if it's not because of COVID-19, you've just done that, your employer cannot change that. They cannot decide now you're in the office. If you're ever in that situation, you call me. But remember, when it comes to changes, you can say no, and that's not a resignation. Now, if you've been off for, say, just under a year, COVID started, everybody's been at home, you're still there now, say next week, I know it's probably not going to happen now, but say next week you get called back to the office, can you can you 
do the same thing or no because that was a situation a year ago because of covid so it's got a it's got a definitive time on it yeah because of a because of covid it's a unique situation so your employer didn't necessarily agree to let you work at home permanently they said while we're dealing with covid so your employer is able to say okay now we need you to come back to work in the office because that was a unique situation that was a covid remote working arrangement so that's different on the other hand, if you've always been working remote uh, and your employer says, well, now we've changed our mind, now come into the office, forget about remote working. No, that they cannot do. That's a huge change that absolutely would be a constructive dismissal. I mentioned off the top of the show that, uh, you know, you're working right until 50 minutes before airtime answering phone calls. And quite often they do start with, hey, Leor, is my employer allowed to, right? That's where we want to focus. That is probably the most common type of question that I get. Uh, emails, I get those emails starting with that line probably 30 to 40 times a day. Lior, can my employer do dot, dot, dot? So we took a few of those questions that I've gotten very recently, common questions, and we want to answer them because I know that you're, you're probably wondering the same thing. Want to get to a couple of these before the first break in our uh, first phone call, 416-870-6400. Lior, can my employer change the length of my shift? And this is something I've been getting a lot now during COVID-19. Employers either saying, well, because of COVID, we're going to shorten the shift. We don't have as much work. Or maybe saying, well, we, we let some people go, so we're going to make you look, work longer hours to make up for that. Either situation, no, your employer cannot change the length of your shift. Now, let's be clear, your, your employer can make some minor changes. Right. So if you're working a, a 9 to 5, they can change that to 9.30 to 5.30, unless there's a really good reason why you can't work those hours. So they have some flexibility. But instead of 9 to 5, could they do uh, 12 to 8? No, absolutely not. That's a significant change. Or instead of 9 to 5, to make it 9 to 8 p.m., or, you know, make it shorter, 12 to 5 p.m. No, they cannot do that. Either change the hours longer, different hours shorter. Your shift is a very important term of employment. And if your employer makes that change, well, you can, of course, accept the change. You always have the right to accept the change, but you also have the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. And the reason you don't want to accept the change is if you do, you've given the company the right to do it again. So be very, very concerned about that. If you're uh, you know, a company guy, you want to muck in and, and help out, say, you know what, I'll do this for a couple months while you need me to for whatever reason, pick one of a million reasons, but I don't want to make this permanent. Can you do that? And if you do that, should you not do that in writing? You can do that, but you can only do that if it's in writing. So employer, you said you're going to, because of COVID, uh, you need to change my shift. I'll agree to that, but I'm only going to agree to that for the next however long. And beyond that, no. So you do it for that period of time. And beyond that, if the employer continues, you can still say potentially constructive dismissal. But it has to be in writing. It has to be clear. If it's not in writing, you can't do that. So, yes, do it if you need to. Make sure it's in writing. Take a short pause. Give you some time to grab a phone. Make that call. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. As well, it's the Employment Law Show. This is Global News Radio.
You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. Welcome back. It is 721 Wednesday. That is the number 416-870-6400. You have questions about your employment rights. This, of course, is the show for you. Been uh, terminated, laid off, wrongfully dismissed, harassed at work, experienced changes to your job or human rights issues, all of that stuff and so much more. Give us a call here, 416-870-6400. Get some answers. Get the conversation started anyway. Johnson, thanks uh, so much for hanging on for a couple of moments. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I had a quick question. My son uh, works at a uh, part-time at a very, very popular dollar store here in Ontario, um, in Scarborough specifically. Uh, he has a scheduled shift till 9.30. Often their, their, the manager on shift will have him uh, check out, uh, clock out at 9.30, and then they're forced to, well, they're at the day or told to stay, I guess, uh, till 9.45, sometimes 10 o'clock, to clean up and so on. Um, I'm just wondering what's the best way to approach that uh, in terms of without having to jeopardize his job. So the, the, the legal answer is easy, and I'll give that to you in a second. The, the more difficult answer is how do we do that while not, you know, while maintaining the relationship. So let's be very clear here that if he is being told that he can't go home, that he has to stay, has to work and clean, he has to get paid for that. Full right. stop. There's no exceptions there. They can't stop paying him till 9.30, but have him work beyond 9.30. They have to pay, and, and it doesn't work uh, anything else. Now, what he is able to do, I mean, obviously he can talk to them about this and say, that's not right, that's not fair, which it isn't, and maybe they understand, and maybe they do the right thing. If not, his best recourse is through the Ministry of Labor can file a complaint to the Ministry of Labor for two things. Number one, for unpaid wages. He could potentially go back two years, two years worth of unpaid wages uh, for o- over that uh, time period, that the, the hours that he worked. And also they can order them to make sure that from now on they don't do this again. Now, is that going to make his employer happy? No, but they're not allowed to let him go. They are not because he filed that complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Oh, and by the way, he can also do that anonymously potentially. He won't be uh, to bring in the Ministry of Labor, and they can determine to see what's happening. So he doesn't even necessarily have to tell them that it's him. But unless he's able to resolve it with them directly, Ministry of Labor is his best recourse. Understood. Okay, now the other uh, part of that question is, does he need to document uh, how many minutes each time? Is that better to do uh, from starting now, or just like you said, it'll be two years back approximately if the Ministry of Labor decides to go that route? So uh, certainly, certainly documenting is always better than not documenting. Absolutely. But here's the thing. If you were to say to them, I've worked, I'm just going to give you a number, uh, 20 hours extra. I'm just making up a number over the last two years. Unless they, uh, being the the employer, can prove otherwise, his word is going to be taken for it. Employer has to keep records there. So yes, he should document things. But even without it, he'd still be able to get compensation. Oh, okay, appreciate it. Thank you. Makes sense. No problem. Thanks, Johnson. Appreciate it. You want to uh, follow up? Uh, no problem. Here's how you do that. one 821 5900 one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Have a call. 
and uh, get some more details if you need those. Is my uh, lawyer allowed? Pardon me, is my lawyer? My lawyer. Is my, uh, my employer allowed to? My lawyer can do whatever the hell he wants. He's a smart guy. But is my employer allowed to make a uh, make me sign a performance improvement plan? What's that all about? So a performance improvement plan, as the name suggests, of course, is the a document that a company puts uh, together when they feel that the um, an employee's performance is not up to par. So it usually says, you know, here's what you need to do to improve, and here's how much time we're going to give to you. Now, usually, there's going to be a place to sign. Read it carefully. In most cases, all the company's going to want you to do is to sign that you've received it, that you've acknowledged that you've actually received a copy of it, not that you agree with it. Now, if you don't agree with the performance improvement plan, you can't sign that you agree with it. But in most cases, that's not what they're asking. They're only asking you to sign that you physically received a copy of it. That's fine to sign. Now, if it says something else, if it says, no, by signing here, you acknowledge that this is all correct and this is all true, you can't sign it if you don't agree with it. And what you do with a performance improvement plan that you don't agree with is you have to say so in writing. I want you to send an email to your employer explaining why you don't agree with it, explaining what's not accurate there, why your performance is not as they've said. So you have to be very careful with that. It's okay to sign that you've you've received it. Don't sign that you agree with it unless, in fact, you do. 416-870-6400 is the number to call through. Get to another call. Always priority. Sid, thank you for hanging on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's on your mind, sir? I'm asking for a friend. Um, works at a factory, and... Um, they have been cut back to three shifts. They usually work four shifts, 10-hour shifts. And they came to them and said that uh, Tuesday they no longer work. Not enough trucks. One day they went there on a Tuesday, and there was 14 cars. So the next day they went in, they asked the boss, and they said, oh, yes, well, we, we do have people working on Tuesday. So then she asked, how do you work Tuesday? And then she said, there's a sign-up sheet. And um, every time she looked for the sign-up sheet, there was no sign-up sheet. And the same exact people every Tuesday get to work the shift. Yet they told her that it would go by seniority. But now she never sees the sign-up sheet. They tell her that it's put up. And the same exact people that are working on that Tuesday, are it's the same people all the time. Now, is your friend part of a union? There's no union. Okay. So... The problem here is that the employer, regardless of the reason, did not have the right to change her from whatever it is, four shifts to three shifts. They did not have a right to remove one of those shifts. Regardless of what they do with anyone else, regardless of anything, sign-up sheets, they simply don't have a right to do it. That means she only has two options, your friend. Option number one, of course, is she can now work three days. and In other words, she's accepting this reduction. Option number two is she can treat this reduction as a constructive dismissal. In other words, she can say, by reducing me from four to three shifts, you've effectively terminated my employment, and now you have to pay me severance. And depending on how long your friend's been there, severance could be as much as 24 months' pay. But those are the only two options. And the concern that I have is, if she were to say, no, I'm going to accept this reduction. If she accepts, this, uh, accepts by, by accepting what I mean, by the way, she's continuing to work. If she accepts this reduction from four days to three days, that will give the company the right to reduce her again from three to two, from two to one. So that's a very big problem. I would advise your friend to really consider this concept of constructive dismissal to get her severance. 
if that's what she wants to do, she has to give me a call. Okay, and your number is on the uh, website there, right? That is correct, Sid. I'm going to give it to you uh, to you right now. Uh, employmentlawyer.ca is the website. Employmentlawyer.ca. By the way, you can catch uh, links to our television show there as well if you want to check that out. Employ- uh, employmentlawyer.ca or one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the way to do that. Sid, appreciate your time. Here and now, though, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Melissa, you are up. Good evening. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's up? So my question was, can an employer move you from a um, regular kind of nine to five job to shift work kind of without your approval? And by shift work, I guess you'd mean uh, the schedule would change. Sometimes it's nine to five, sometimes different hours kind of changes all over the place. Yeah, that's right. No, absolutely not. That's something that that's a huge, that's a fundamental change in terms of employment to go from a regular fixed hours or regular fixed shift to, to shifts that change. An employer does not have the right. But what I mean when I say they don't have a right, there's no way to physically stop them from doing it. What it means is that if you're ever in that situation, you can choose to treat that change as a constructive dismissal. You can say, by doing that, you've terminated my employment. Now you have to pay me severance. So you can accept that change, of course. You can continue working and work the shifts that the company says. Or, because they don't have a right to do it, you can say that's a constructive dismissal. Okay, and then my next question is, is would they be able to say that they're doing that under the guise of COVID and the pandemic? Like, it's a temporary? Would that still classify underneath the constructive dismissal? It would still be a constructive dismissal, COVID or no COVID. And that's a very important question because a lot of companies have been implementing changes in the name or because of COVID-19. And a lot of people may believe that, well, it's COVID-19, maybe they're allowed to. No. This concept of constructive dismissal still applies. Okay? Your employer still doesn't have a right to make significant changes to terms of employment, even if it's because of COVID-19. So it's a very good question, and the answer is no. Even if it's COVID-19, they can't do that. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Melissa. Appreciate your time. You want to follow up? Yeah, you know the number now. Keep giving it out to one 855 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for lots more information, uh, you know, when the show's not on air and you can't make that phone call, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That has got all you need to know about employment law from the first step. You can carry on uh, and close your browser. Nobody knows you were there or there is a contact button at the top right of that as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But here and now, 416 870 6,400. Can my employer give me a pay cut because of, we've talked about it, COVID? (laughs) Right. And wow, good timing there, Johnny. That's great. Uh So no, the answer is, of course, as I was just telling our previous caller, is no. Even if the company uh, is doing it for legitimate reasons, they're not bad, they're not picking on the employee, there's issues surrounding COVID-19, it doesn't change the legal principle, and that is your employer cannot make significant changes to terms of employment. They, And certainly reducing pay, for example, will be a huge change. So if your employer does that, of course, you can accept it. Obviously, you can continue working, clearly. But the other option is constructive dismissal. You can say, no, I don't accept that. If you do, it at, do that anyway, I'm going to get, I want to treat that as a termination. Now, something else that I want you to keep in mind, Let's say your employer does reduce your pay, and you, you being the good soldier, you accept it. Yep. But let's say then a month later, a company lets you go. 
okay, well, business didn't improve, so now we have to let you go. Yeah, we're going to pay you severance. But because you allowed us to reduce your pay, now the severance is going to be calculated based on your reduced salary. So you lose out on severance as well. Whereas if you had set constructive dismissal a month earlier, you would have gotten your severance based on your full salary, your unreduced salary. So you have to keep those things in mind, COVID-19 or not, certainly when it comes to pay, to your hours, even to your job responsibilities, your employer does not have a right to make significant changes to terms of employment. Imagine that uh, scenario went down with somebody who agreed uh, to take a 10 or 15% pay cut and they were an employee for 25 years and then they get let go. What a, what a huge impact that would have on their, uh, on their, on their uh, severance. It'd be, it'd be crazy. Crazy. Oh, it'd be massive. Yeah. I mean, if you took a 15% pay cut, you've guaranteed yourself a 15% reduction in your severance. That could be thousands and thousands of dollars. Absolutely. It could be. So you have to think about that. And you know, it's, I know it kind of sounds like, oh, it's a worst case scenario, but the reason why I'm on the phone and an email from morning till night every single day, seven days a week, is because those things happen. They happen often, so you have to be prepared and think about those in advance. So i got some time to uh, make a phone call, 416-870-6400, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Continuing with the list of can my employer do so-and-so, can my employer disagree with the restrictions that my doctor, my doctor, mind you, has recommended? No. And, you know, every single week, you know, in one of our shows, we get a call uh, from someone that says, well, my doctor said I need this, these accommodations, and the company said, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Doesn't work that way. The only one that gets to decide what restrictions and what accommodations an employee needs is the employee's doctor. So the doctor is the all-knowing, mighty, and powerful when it comes to those restrictions. So if your doctor says you need light duties or you need modified hours or maybe the ability to work from home, the company has to do everything in their power to make it happen. They have to do everything possible to provide that accommodation. And the company can't disagree. The company can't say, no, we don't believe it. It doesn't matter what the company believes, frankly. If a doctor says it, then it's true, and that's what's required. And a company does have a very strict obligation to accommodate, even if it's not easy. Now, of course, I'm not suggesting that the company has to accommodate everything. There is a point where it becomes so, uh, so difficult and so unreasonable that a company doesn't have to go that far. But it's a very high standard. If your employer won't accommodate you, or if your employer doesn't believe your restrictions or your limitations and is not following what your doctor said, get on the phone, call me right away, let me help you deal with it. 416-870-6400, bring the call on. you still got some time. We'll uh, be glad to answer it. Uh, we're going through some of the uh, the talking points of can my employer do this and can my employer do that. I uh, want to get to Janae first from, uh, from Vaughn. Hi, Janae. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're great. What is your question? So I work for a um, for a medical clinic, and um, my manager just informed me yesterday that if I don't take the COVID vaccine by Monday, then I may possibly be laid off. So I just want to know if my employer has the right to do this. And within the clinic, what is your job? Um, I'm just a receptionist at the front desk. Um, they did close the clinic last year from March to July, but they reopened and none of the physicians have been in the office. 
but I've been working in the office since July. And, you know, when you work, I, I'm assuming there's precautions being taken, I know, dividers or things like that to make sure that you and others are safe? Yeah, so uh, at the front desk, we have a huge plexiglass right. um, that divides us from the patients. Uh, we also wear masks in the office, and they also provided us with face shields as well. Got it. Okay, so they're doing what they're supposed to, which is very good. But because of that, they can't now say that the only way you can do your job is if you have a vaccine. So no, they can't do that by laying you off. Not only, of course, would they have to pay severance, but that, that, without the point, without the question, that potentially could also be a human rights violation if they say, well, unless you undergo this medical procedure, we're going to let you go. So no, they can't do that legally. So if you, your goal is to avoid that even happening, you may want to have me send them a, a nice letter saying, here's why you can't do that, so back off. Uh, no, mm -hmm. they cannot do that. Now, if you are involved in patient care or elderly care directly, I may feel differently. But if you're a receptionist but and, and there's plexiglass, there's uh, masks, there's uh, other uh, precautions, there's no reason why your employer would have to require you to have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much for that. No problem. Thanks, Janae. Appreciate that. Uh, you want to reach out to Lior about, uh, you know, getting their little kick in the rear end. No problem. You can uh, you can email help at employmentlawyer.ca or call 1-855-821-5900. Hey, Tony, thanks for standing by. Good evening. Hi. Hi, Tony. Go ahead. So I've been, uh, I work for a financial institution and I've been in a management role for 13 years. Uh, a few months back, I got a, a warning letter because of uh, uh, a response to a um, Instagram post, uh, and, and now my boss is uh, trying to convince me to take on a, 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 a different role. He doesn't think I'm suited for the role anymore. Is that something that I have to consider? or? So how is the new role different? Is it non-managerial? Well, he's, he, he, he's telling me that I should take on more of an um, um, individual contributor role as opposed to a management role. So essentially what you're saying, it's going to be a demotion? Pretty much. So if it is in fact a demotion, then no, an employer does not have the ability to require that, meaning if they say, well, too bad, we're doing it anyway, you would be able to say that's a constructive dismissal. So uh, you absolutely can say no. That's not a resignation, and if they decide to let you go, remember, an employer does have a right to let you go, but they have to pay you full severance. They can't impose that. If they do, that's a constructive dismissal, so long is it that it's a, a demotion. If it was a lateral move, I'd feel very differently. But if it's a demotion, no, they do not have a right to do that. Okay, thank you. No problem. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate that. You want to reach out any further, get more information, one 821 5900 There you go. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Still got a couple minutes to squeeze in a call, 416-870-6400. Can my employer do this? Let's move on to another one. Can they keep me on a temporary layoff indefinitely? Going and no, going, I, I, going and going. Yeah. Well, first of all, by definition, an indefinite uh, temporary layoff is not so temporary, but a lot of individuals, <laughs> thousands and thousands of individuals right now are under are in that situation. Because of COVID-19, they've been put on a temporary layoff 
Yeah, oftentimes we we call it these days uh, infectious disease leave. Doesn't matter. Yep. Same thing. Uh, and many many people have been off since last year, since this time last year. So that's a very long period of time. Let's be very clear. Whether it's indefinite or temporary, your employer does not have a right to do that. Your employer does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. If they do, that's a termination. So despite COVID-19, if you've been put on the layoff, you can accept it and continue waiting. You could be waiting until March 2022, or you can treat that as a termination now and get your severance. doesn't matter if you've been off for a month or for 14 months. That is what you can do, and if you want to do that, your employer is not just going to turn around and, and write you a, a severance check. You will need my help for that, but it's not a complicated thing. So I know it may, it may sound surprising. Wait a second, Leroy. Are you telling me that this 12 months that I've been on a temporary layoff, I didn't have to wait? I could have just gotten my severance and moved on? The answer is absolutely yes. You could have, but you can still do that now. If you want to do that, reach out, and we'll make it happen. You know, another question that people have a lot of confusion about is, you know, can my employer make me work overtime hours, make me work? So generally speaking, the answer is no, unless, of course, you signed an employment agreement that gives them the right to do that. If your employment agreement says we can require you to work overtime hours, then yes, your employer does have the ability to do that. But if, if you have not signed that, your hours are your hours, and certainly your employer can ask you to work overtime hours, but they can't mandate it. They can't force it. Keep in mind, of course, if you work overtime hours, you have to get paid. In Ontario, anything over 44 hours a week, you have to get time and a half. Same thing whether you're hourly or salary, even on salary. Anything over 44 is time and a half. There are some exceptions, of course. Managers, for example, are exempt from overtime. Other professions like doctors, lawyers, accountants, uh, paramedics, etc., but in most cases, yeah, if you work more than 44 hours, you can or you have to get overtime, but you cannot be forced to do it. Can my employer punish me if I raise a complaint about workplace harassment? I know that comes up quite a bit too. And the reason, if people don't file complaint of, of harassment, it's because they're afraid to be punished. They're afraid of repercussions and consequences if they do that. So it's important to remind everyone, employees and even employers, that an employee cannot be penalized, punished, threatened, fired, anything, if they file a harassment complaint, if they raise harassment issues, not at all. One of the most fundamental rights that we all have is to work in a healthy work environment, which means we can raise harassment concerns. It's completely illegal to do anything to an employee that raises these concerns. And by the way, that's true, even if it turns out that it wasn't harassment, or even if the employee cannot prove harassment, that employee is protected. They have that dome of protection around them, so you should always feel free to raise those issues with your boss, with HR. If you've done it and nothing happened, or God forbid they actually punished you for raising that, you have to give me a call, and I'll help you deal with it. And finally, can my employer take away my severance if I don't accept the offer they've given me? Common question, no, no, no. You're owed what you're owed. The law decides right. what you're owed, not the company, not me. The law decides. So if you're owed severance, you're going to get that, and your legal rights don't expire on that deadline. You have two years to pursue your rights. Don't be, fall, be falling for that pressure tactic. Take the time you need. Call me with that severance offer. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You will not lose your severance because the law takes care of it. 
Good round of calls and uh, correspondence tonight. Love it. You want to reach out now that we're through for uh, this particular show. You can do that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address we plug. Phone number's good. 1-855-821-5900. And always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca first before anything. And carry on for there. We'll catch you on the weekend. And uh, stick around now, though. On Point coming right back. Alex Pearson is up next, returning on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.